0: Praise the Lord. If you have a Bible, I want to invite you to go to the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 6 tonight. Si usted trajo su Biblia, vamos a ir al Daniel capítulo 6 esta noche. We've been talking about the church in exile. Hemos estado hablando sobre la iglesia en el exilio. And I want to ask you a question, are you thriving in the exile? ¿Cuántos están floreciendo en el exilio? Esa es la palabra del Señor para nosotros, that is the word of God to us, that we can thrive in the exile. Podemos florecer en el exilio. And right now, we are in a bit of an exile as a nation and as the church. Ahorita estamos en un exilio como nación, como iglesia, pero usted puede florecer. You are a child of God. I want you to say this with me. I am a child of God. I can flourish in every season. Say that with me. I am a child of God, and I can flourish in every season. You can thrive in the exile, and that's God's promise for you. Last week we talked about making sure that you are part of the church with an open door, that church that has its heart open to God and that church which has its heart open to the nations of the world. And that is part and that is a very important part of being able to thrive in the exile is being a part of the life-giving body of the Lord Jesus Christ on the earth, and that is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. But that church is a church that is in relationship with God, that is in communion with God. And tonight I want to talk about a man in particular who was thriving in the exile. Esta noche quiero hablar sobre un hombre en particular que estaba floreciendo en el exilio. Lo vemos a Daniel como un hombre de grandes logros En un exilio, we see Daniel uh, achieving extraordinary things in the midst of the exile. So we're in Daniel chapter 6, and we'll start at verse 16. Vamos a comenzar en el verso 16. Then the king gave orders, and Daniel was brought in and cast into the lion's den. And the king spoke and said to Daniel, Your God, whom you constantly serve, Will himself deliver you. And the stone was brought and laid over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring, with the signet ring of his nobles, so that nothing would be changed with regard to Daniel. Then the king went off to his place and spent the night fasting, and not and with no entertainment, which was brought to him, and his sleep fled from him. Then the king arose at dawn, at the the break of day, and went in haste to the lion's den. And when he had come near the den to Daniel, he cried out with a troubled voice. And the king spoke and said to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you constantly serve, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth, and they have not harmed me inasmuch as I was found innocent before him, and also toward you, O king. And I have committed no crime. Now verse 26, I make a decree that in the dominion of my kingdom Men are to fear and tremble before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God, the enduring forever. And his kingdom is one which has not been destroyed, and his dominion will be forever. He delivers and rescues and performs signs and wonders in heaven and on earth, who has also delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel enjoyed success in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. God has added his blessing to his word and tonight I want to speak about how Daniel thrived in the exile and I want you to look with uh, look at some things with me tonight. Quiero que usted vea algunas cosas conmigo esta noche. Daniel, the man of God in the midst of the Persian and Babylonian exile, Daniel el siervo del señor está en medio de el exilio de, uh, lo, el pueblo de Israel en Babilonia y en Persia. When he was a young man, he was taken captive and he was taken to Babylon cuando él era joven, fue llevado a Babilonia, lo llevaron cautivo y él fue a Babilonia y estando ahí, fue puesto en el, en el palacio del rey. Being in Babylon, he was placed in the king's court. And the reason for this was that he was an extraordinary young man. Era un hombre, un joven extraordinario. And the Bible talks about he had a different kind of spirit. Tenía un espíritu, una excelencia que lo marcaba. He was a man from his youth devoted to God. Un hombre desde su juventud completamente dedicado a Dios. Twice in the passage I read to you tonight we read the words that Daniel constantly served the Lord. Ahí le, le, leemos que Daniel constantemente servía a Dios. And that's what I want to share with you tonight about the importance of serving God constantly. Queremos hablar esta noche sobre la importancia de servir a Dios constantemente. It's very easy to serve God for a moment or for a day, or a week, or a season. But to serve God constantly means you serve Him all the seasons of life. Muy fácil servir a Dios en una época o en una parte de tu vida, pero el servirle a Dios constantemente significa que usted le sirve en todas las, los tiempos de su vida y en todos los, los momentos y épocas de su vida. You and I know that life takes twists and turns. La vida tiene sus dobleces, tiene sus momentos de altura y de Life has its high moments and its low moments. But you and I have to serve God in all of those moments. Tenemos que decidirnos a servir a Dios en todos esos momentos. And I promise you this, friend, that the, the key to long-term stability and blessing in your life is to walk with God through every season of your life. La, la llave para tener éxito en todo tiempo en tu vida es de caminar con Dios en todos los aspectos y a momentos de la vida. When we reach chapter 6 of the book of Daniel, en el capítulo 6 de Daniel, vemos a Daniel que es está siendo... Levantado, we see Daniel being promoted, he's being raised up in the midst of the Persian Empire. Lo está levantando el rey persio, y lo está levantando el rey de la tierra. We see an increase coming into his life, vemos que viene una grande promoción a su vida, and he was raised up by God and by men. El fue levantado por Dios. Y también fue levantado por los hombres. Now I know right now it might feel like it's hard to think about promotion. Quizá uh, ahorita sea difícil pensar en la promoción o el crecimiento. Maybe you don't even have a job right now. And so it's hard to think about how you might be promoted. But I want you to just know this. Stay true to God. Stay faithful to God, and God will promote you. Usted quizá uh, no puede pensar ahorita de la promoción porque ni aún tiene trabajo, pero usted sea de fiel a Dios, Dios lo va a levantar. Say, man, if you believe that, diga, men si usted lo cree. He was promoted because of his character. Fue uh, levantado por su carácter. Era un hombre que tenía una integridad espiritual. He was a man of spiritual integrity and you know friends what what God honors is integrity Dios honra la integridad de los hombres he honors the integrity of our heart and the Bible says in 1 Kings 9 verse 4 that integrity of heart and uprightness lead to promotion dice primera de reyes capítulo 9 del verso 4 que la integridad de corazón y la justicia de corazón nos llevan a la promoción. How many of you want to be promoted? Cuántos quieren ser levantados? If you want to be promoted, you have to have integrity of heart, so far as God is concerned. Si usted quiere ser levantado, promo- darle una tiene quiere una promoción, tiene que ser integro en su corazón. Uh, integrity means that you are the same and that you. Believe the same in every circumstance. La integridad es que usted el mismo y hace lo mismo en cualquier circunstancia de su vida. And right now, we are in a moment where we're seeing the incredible need for integrity. En este momento, estamos viendo la gran necesidad por la integridad en nuestro mundo. Well, he was a man of God, he was a man of character, so he was promoted. And he was promoted by God, and then he was promoted by the king. And he was given a high position in the Persian government. Se le fue dado una gran promoción en el reino persio. The Babylonians, who he had served prior, fell to the Persians. Los Babylonios cayeron hacia los persios y se levantó Persia. Daniel Daniel rose up to be one of the prime ministers of the Persian Empire. Now let me just pause there for a minute and explain to you the extraordinary significance of that. Basically what I'm saying to you is that a Jewish man who is living not in Israel but in Persia is raised up to be the leader of of the Persian world under the king of Persia. This is the extraordinary miracle of the workings of God. And at that time, the Jewish people were in exile. And yet in exile, we see Daniel promoted. Are you listening today? Because I'm telling you, your testimony today is that you can be raised up. You can be lifted up by God even in a season of crisis. And God can put you in a place of influence and authority if you'll walk in integrity before him. Say amen, somebody. Now, I, I'm, I'm preaching this tonight because right now it's very easy to get to get into a few bad habits. One habit you can get into is being lazy and being lazy about life and just sitting it out and saying, well, you know, when this is over, I'll go and do such and such. But right now, I'm just going to take it easy. And that is the wrong place to be. Listen, time is going away from us. And whatever you're going to do, you need to do it now. If you're going to serve the Lord, serve him now. Don't become lazy or complacent. ...in this season, but rather do everything you can to serve the Lord... ...and to move toward the place of promotion that God has for your life. Say amen, somebody. It's also also easy right now to just focus on what you don't have. Muy fácil ahorita, enfocarte sobre lo que no tienes. But I want to break you free from that tonight in the name of Jesus. Because if you start focusing on what you don't have... You're going to miss out on the fact that God has given us a season in which he wants to accelerate some things in our life. And if you will get on page with God, God will do that extraordinary work in your life. So don't become complacent and don't start worrying and fretting and panicking and focusing on things you don't have. Put your eyes on God. Put your eyes on the future. Look toward the hope that God has for you because this season is going to pass. And I can guarantee you that after a season like this, there is work for the kingdom of God to do. And there is work for you to do like never before. So you and I must be ready and in tune to what God would say to us. So God promoted Daniel. Everyone say, God promoted Daniel. Now when God does that, Daniel's enemies are not happy about it. Los enemigos de Daniel no están contentos con esto. And so they devised a plan. Ellos uh, hacen un plan. Su plan es de eh, encerrar a Daniel en algún alguna asunto legal. Their plan is to tie Daniel up into a legal problem. And so they come up with a plan that they know will not fail. Ellos hacen un plan que ellos saben que no puede fallar. They, they said, we need to find something that Daniel cannot live without and take it from him. Y vamos a hacer o pensar de algo que Daniel no puede vivir sin ello y luego se lo vamos a quitar. And this is what they came up with. They said, we'll go to the king and we'll tell the king that in his honor, there should be a law that no one can pray to any god but the king for 30 days. Vamos a ir con el rey Y le vamos a decir, "Oh rey, en honor a ti, a tu grandeza, vamos a hacer una una ley que nadie en el reino persia puede orar a ningún otro dios sino a ti por 30 días." These men knew that Daniel could not live without prayer. Estos hombres entendían que Daniel no podía vivir sin la oración. And so The king was duped into the plan. El rey fue engañado. El entró a este plan. Y el plan fue desarrollado. The plan, therefore, the plot begins to thicken. The plan goes into place. And the king signs a decree which, according to the law of the Median, the Persians could not be turned around. El rey firma un decreto que, de acuerdo a la ley de los Persios, no puede ser cambiado. Y el decreto es... This is the simple rule. No one can pray to any god except to King Darius the Persian for 30 days. Daniel is now being told not to pray for 30 days. And Daniel cannot possibly obey this law. Daniel no puede obedecer esta ley. Now, I wanted to study this with you tonight because uh, in some ways, not in a, uh, in a parallel, but in some ways we find ourselves today in similar circumstances. And uh, there, are, there are guidances and regulations and some guidelines that have been given to the churches regarding gathering during this pandemic and one of those things is that we can't gather together in groups larger than 10 and so on and so forth. You know that. And that's why for the last five or six weeks we've been out here in this parking lot gathering and worshiping God in these settings. But what I want you to see here is that this is a parallel for our time because although the the instruction that was given to Daniel was motivated by something different than the instruction that was given to us. We always need to know what do we do with the the laws that are given to us by those in authority. Now the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 13 and verse 1 that we are to honor all men in authority. Romanos 12, 13 nos dice que debemos honrar a todo hombre en autoridad. The Bible tells us that we are to obey the one who has authority in our government. La Biblia nos dice que debemos obedecer el que tiene autoridad en nuestro gobierno. So where do we draw the line? Where do we draw the line between obeying an authority and breaking the rule of an authority? ¿Dónde es que usted y yo hacemos la línea o marcamos la línea entre Oír y obedecer a una autoridad y no obedecerla. Well, Daniel gives us a good illustration of that. Daniel nos da una ilustración de esto. And this is what I believe is is the teaching of the church throughout the last 2,000 years. Sin duda esta la enseñanza de la iglesia por los últimos mil años. That you obey the authority so long as you are not. Disobeying God in doing so, se le obedece a una autoridad mientras tanto no se le desobedece a Dios en hacerlo. And so, when there is a, a, a guidance given by our government, cuando hay una una dada por nuestro gobierno como la cual estamos viviendo hoy, this does not violate what God teaches us in His Word. Esto no viola lo que Dios nos enseña en su palabra. And this is, uh, I don't believe the, the effect of the coronavirus on the gatherings at the church is not in any way an attack on religious liberties. Some people have tried to make it an attack or make it a, a, a religious liberties issue. Algunos han, han querido hacer este asunto uh, de no poder reunirnos un asunto sobre libertade, libertades religiosas. And I, I promise you that uh, although that is a, a good and important discussion, mientras esa es una importante plática que la iglesia siempre debe tener, and while it is true that we do have religious liberty, mientras tanto es, es verdad que si tenemos... Libertades religiosas en, este, en esta nación. We have liberties guaranteed to us by our constitution. Tenemos libertades dadas a nosotros por nuestra constitución. Aren't you glad you live in the United States? ¿Cuántos están alegres de vivir en un país donde hay libertad religiosa? While we have those liberties, mientras tenemos esas uh, libertades, también tenemos We also have the call of God to be people with a good testimony. And that means that if our government asks us not to gather for a period of time so that we can slow the spread of this virus, then we ought to do so in obedience to God's word. Now when the government does something like it did in Daniel's day and says... You're not allowed to pray to God. Now the government is doing something that violates the command of God. And every Christian in every generation ought to be ready to live with the consequences of keeping their obligations to God over those of man. Now right now I don't believe that the United States is in a a moment where we have to decide whether we're going to obey God or whether we're going to obey the government. I don't think that's the position we're in right now. That may very well be the position we're in later. And you must be ready when that day comes to say, I'm going to obey God rather than man. But while you and I can continue to worship God and study the Word of God and obey the dictates of the Word of God and our conscience, we ought to do what we can To help mitigate this crisis that's going on in our world. Daniel now gives us an example of what to do in the midst of a situation where you are in an exile. Where you are being persecuted and where the threat of taking your life is coming against you. In Daniel's day, they said if you pray to any other God except the Lord, you will be Thrown into a lion's den. En el día de Daniel, la ley es que si usted ora, cuando dentro de estos treinta días, usted va a ser echado al foso de los leones. Now that's persecution. Esa es la persecución. Gathering in a parking lot to help slow the spread of the virus is not persecution, uh, but persecution. Being thrown in a the lions' den for praying is persecution. Can you tell the difference? ¿Cuándo pueden ver la diferencia? No es persecución que usted y yo tengamos que estar aquí en este estacionamiento, pero sí es persecución en la vida de Daniel que él no pueda orar si no lo van a echar al foso de los leones. Now, if there were fo- if there were football games and little leagues and and every other kind of gathering going on in America. But they said the church cannot gather, everyone else can gather, but the church cannot gather, then you would be dealing with persecution. Are you following me tonight? Cuando me siguen esta noche, si todos se pueden reunir, si el estadio de fútbol está lleno, pero a la iglesia le dicen, no te puedes reunir, eso sí es persecución. Porque estarían haciendo una diferencia entre la iglesia y los demás. Pero en este caso, no estamos viendo eso. We're not seeing that right now. So what does Daniel do? How does Daniel answer to this crisis? ¿Cómo es que Daniel responde a esta crisis en su vida? Well, he has two options. Either he can decide not to pray... Or he can decide to pray anyway. He can decide that he's going to go 30 days without talking to God. Or he's going to go and pray like he always does. Now what did I tell you was the key term the Bible used about Daniel. It said he constantly served the Lord. Listen, when you have a habit... Of serving God, doesn't matter what season you go into, your habits go with you. Say amen, somebody. Cuando usted tiene hábitos de servir a Dios, esos hábitos los siguen donde quiera que usted va. Alguien diga amen. Listen, if you have a habit of prayer, you're going to keep praying When you're in good times and in bad times. If you have a habit of worship, you're going to keep worshiping in good times and in bad times. If you have a habit of of being in the house of God, you're going to be at the house of God. When there's coronavirus and when there's no coronavirus, whatever the settings. Amen, somebody. Si usted tiene el hábito de ir a la casa de Dios, de adorar, de orar, usted lo va a seguir haciendo en cada tiempo y área de su vida. If you have a habit of tithing, you're going to keep tithing even in the middle of a pandemic. Si usted tiene el hábito de diezmar, usted va a seguir diezmando aún en el uh, en esta situación que nos encontramos. That's why it's important to have godly habits. Por eso es importante tener hábitos uh, que, que honran a Dios y que ponen a Dios primero en su vida. Say somebody. Daniel had a habit of praying. Daniel tenía el hábito de la oración. He prayed three times a day. Él oraba tres veces al día. Now, I believe every one of you in here prays at least three times a day. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Say, amen, somebody. ¿Cuántos oran por lo menos estas tres veces al día? Desayuno, almuerzo, y cena. Bueno, Daniel oraba tres veces al día, al día sobre sus rodillas. Daniel prayed three times a day, seeking the face of God. Here's what I want to ask you tonight. What's the longest you've gone without prayer? Have you ever gone a day without prayer? I don't mean you get on your knees necessarily and pray, although that's what Daniel did three times a day, but have you ever gone a whole day without ever saying anything to God? Han un día sin con Dios. Or maybe a week. ¿O quizá una semana sin hablar con Dios? Could you go a month without talking to God? Usted pasar un mes sin con Dios? There are without a doubt people who've gone a month, two months, a year without saying anything to God. Friend, you cannot Live spiritually without prayer. Usted no puede vivir espiritualmente sin la oración. When I was in the Amazon jungle, the pastor of the of the churches that we were visiting, he told his congregation, and I recall that he said, "If you don't have a Bible, sell your house and get a Bible." That's how high he valued spiritual things. And can I tell you tonight that if you don't have a life of prayer, if you don't have a life of the word, if you don't have a life of communion with God, you need to get that first thing. That is the one essential to being able to thrive in every season of life. El hábito de hablar y estar en comunión con Dios es, es algo que es necesario para poder florecer en cualquier tiempo de su vida. Listen, if you don't pray, you don't receive. Say this with me. When I pray, I receive. Diga, cuando yo oro, yo recibo. If that's true, say amen. Si eso es verdad, diga amen. Say it again. When I pray, I receive. Dígalo de nuevo. Cuando yo oro, yo recibo. So friend, why not pray? Entonces, ¿por qué no orar? When you don't pray, you don't receive. Si no podemos recibir. When we don't pray, we get estranged from God. Cuando no oramos, nos alejamos de Dios. When we don't pray, we make bad decisions. Cuando no oramos, hacemos malas decisiones. How many of you ever made a bad decision because you forgot to ask God about it? Cuando se hicieron una mala decisión y porque se les olvidó pedirle a Dios primero su consejo when we pray we follow wrong when we don't pray we follow wrong advice cuando no oramos seguimos el consejo malo when we don't pray we go without the things that we need cuando no oramos nos faltan las cosas que necesitamos what does the Bible say you have not Because you ask not. What does it say? You have not because you ask not. So when we don't pray, we go without the essential things that we need. When we don't pray, we start fighting each other instead of the devil. Cuando no oramos, comenzamos a pelearnos uno con el otro en vez de con nuestro enemigo. When we don't pray, we start doing things our own way instead of God's way. Cuando no oramos, comenzamos a hacer las cosas de nuestra manera y no como Dios Daniel could not afford not to pray. And we cannot afford not to pray. Daniel no podía no orar. Y usted y yo tampoco no podemos vivir sin orar. Say amen somebody. Alguien diga amen. Daniel could not live without prayer. Daniel no podía vivir sin la oración. And I can tell you that this is the same in my own life. Yo quiero, uh, quiero decirle que esto es lo mismo en mi vida. I'm sure it's the same in your life. Sin duda es igual en su vida. That you and I, if we don't have communion with God, we start to feel the, the weight and the need to be in the presence of God. Sin duda sentimos la necesidad de estar en la presencia de Dios. There are some places that I like to go To just walk Because when I pray I like to walk Or uh, be outdoors And just listen to God Cuando yo oro me gusta estar afuera Y oír a Dios Poder platicar con Dios However it is that you pray When that is a part of your life Cuando la oración es parte de su vida You can't do without it No puedes hacer o vivir sin ello Porque es una parte Un aspecto esencial para tu vida. And so we begin to read what Daniel did as a response to this challenge to his faith. Ahora vemos lo que Daniel hizo como respuesta a esta amenaza a su fe. He, the Bible says, went up to the upper room in his house. Dice la escritura que él subió así al lugar alto de su casa. Y dice la palabra del Señor, let's let's look at the verse where this uh, it, where it reads this vamos a leer este esta pasa, esta, este por, este pasaje juntos Daniel chapter 6 verse 10. Daniel capítulo 6 verso 10. Now when Daniel knew that the document was signed he entered his house. Now In his roof chamber, he had windows open toward Jerusalem, and he continued kneeling on his knees three times a day, praying and giving thanks to God as he had been doing previously. Let's let's dissect this verse for a moment. Vamos a estudiar este verso primero. First of all, Daniel went up. Primero, Daniel subió. Everybody say, go up. Digan, sube. Lo primero que Daniel hace... Subir. The verse says, Daniel knew that the document had been signed. Daniel sabia que el documento había sido firmado. Sin embargo, que hace, el sube. Without a doubt, he knows what the consequences are for disregarding the king's edict. And yet the Bible said that he went up. Can I just encourage you tonight? You need to go up. Tell your neighbor, go up. Dígale a su vecino, sube. Listen, some of you have been going down. You're going down in your thinking. You're going down in your living. You're going down in your eating habits. You're going down in your exercise and uh, workout habits. You're going down in your Bible reading habits. You're going down in your in your church attendance uh, because you've gotten complacent. You've got to go up. Say amen, somebody. Some of you have been going down in your thoughts. Algunos de ustedes han ido de bajada. Bajando bajando en sus pensamientos en sus hábitos en su salud no están comiendo bien no están durmiendo bien y van bajando y el Señor dice que Daniel subió Daniel went up and you've got to go up instead of thinking I'm going to lose my job, I'm going to lose my my house, I'm going to lose my car, I'm going to lose my business. Instead of thinking I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose, you've got to start going up, Seventh, somebody, you've got to start going up to the, looking up because the Bible said that I look up from where my help comes dice la escritura yo miro hacia arriba de donde viene mi ayuda my help comes from the Lord mi ayuda viene de Jehová el creador de los cielos y la tierra come on somebody it's time to go up es tiempo de subir instead of talking about I'm going to lose you start talking about I'm going to win I'm going to make it through this. I'm going to survive. I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to be better. I'm going to overcome. Come on, somebody. You have within you the DNA of heaven. The God of heaven is your Father. You can you can thrive in the exile. Usted puede tener éxito en el exilio. Y en vez de decir voy a perder, diga yo voy a ganar. En vez de decir, voy a perder la casa, voy a perder el carro, voy a perder el trabajo. Usted diga, Dios va a suplir, Dios me va a sacar adelante. Yo voy a subir, no voy a bajar. Alguien de Dios porque Él es el que nos levanta. It's God that raises us up. Has God ever lifted you up before? In fact, every step of your Christian journey has been up. Think about where you were when he found you and where you are today. And tell me if he hasn't brought you up. Piense donde Dios lo halló. Y donde usted está hoy. Usted dígame si no ha subido. El que camina con Dios camina subiendo. He that serves God goes up. That doesn't mean there are no valleys, no troubles, no viruses. It doesn't mean there are no challenges. It just means that you know that on the other side, there is promotion from God. Usted tiene que subir. Daniel had a two-story house. So the Bible said he went up to pray. Here's the next thing he did. He faced Jerusalem. Luego dice la escritura que Daniel uh, volteó su rostro hacia Jerusalén. What does that mean? ¿Qué significa esto? Well, Daniel was a Jewish man. Daniel era un hombre judío. In ese tiempo, era costumbre de los judíos mirar hacia Jerusalén cuando oraban. It was the custom of the Jews to look toward Jerusalem when they prayed because that was where the house of God was. Porque ahí estaba la casa de Dios. Entonces ellos miraban hacia Jerusalén donde estaba la casa de Jehová. They faced Jerusalem where the house of God was the thing is that in that day the house of God was in ruins pero en ese tiempo la casa de Jehová estaba en ruinas y, y la ciudad de Jehová estaba en ruinas the, the city of God was also in ruins so you, you might have thought well why would Daniel look toward a ruined city porque miraría Daniel hacia una ciudad arruinada Hacia un templo arruinado. Because, friend, he wasn't looking to his current circumstances. He was looking at the promises of God. Él no estaba viendo su circunstancia temporaria. Él estaba viendo así a la, a la promesa de Dios. Daniel was a prophet, and he understood that meanwhile that temple was in ruins, the day was coming when the glory of God would sit upon that house again, Daniel entendia que mientras esa casa estaba en ruina, venia un dia cuando Dios iba a poner su gloria ahi otra vez, come on somebody, what am I telling you, look toward God, look toward the promise of God, mire hacia Dios, mire hacia la promesa de Dios, because what looks like ruins tonight will be a, a place for God to demonstrate his glory. Porque lugar donde hay ruinas esta noche, Dios se va a manifestar ahí. Come on somebody, give God praise for his faithfulness. Alabia Dios por su fidelidad. You see, Daniel was looking past the trouble, past the ruins, to the promises of God. Daniel estaba mirando más allá que las ruinas. Asi, a la promesa de Dios. And friends, there's a day coming when all of us are going to go to Jerusalem and we're going to worship King Jesus when he reigns upon the earth. Come on, somebody. That day is coming. Glory is coming to this world in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. He looked forward in hope. Daniel miró hacia el futuro con esperanza. When you look at your future, Smile. Because God has good things for you. Cuando usted mire a su futuro, sonría. Porque Dios tiene cosas buenas para su vida. Alguien alaba a Dios. You say, Pastor, how do you know? Usted dice, Pastor, ¿cómo sabe usted? Because the Bible said that I has not seen nor ear heard what God nor entered into the imagination of man. What God has prepared for those who serve him. Come on, somebody. God has something good in, in your future prepared for you. Dice la escritura que el ojo no ha visto ni ha llegado a la imaginación del hombre lo que Dios tiene preparado para ti. Do you think coronavirus cancelled that out? Piensa usted que este virus ha cancelado la promesa de Dios? Has this exile cancelled the promises of God? A este exilio cancelado las promesas de Dios de ninguna manera. May it never be. God is not a man that he should lie. Nor the son of man that he should change. His mind has he spoken. Then he will do it. Si el hablado, el lo hará. Somebody say amen. If you believe God. Diga amen si usted le crea a Dios. Then the Bible said he opened the window. Dice la escritura que el abrió la ventana. This means that Daniel prayed publicly. Daniel oró publicamente. He was not ashamed to pray. No estaba avergonzado de la oración. Listen, friend, if there has ever been a time for you to serve God publicly, it's now. Si ha habido una hora para que usted publique su fe en Dios, esa hora. This is the time to witness. Este es un tiempo para testificar, para decirle al mundo en quien hemos creído, to tell the world in whom we have believed. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Dijo Pablo, no me avergüento del evangelio, porque es el poder de Dios hacia la salvación. Don't be ashamed of your faith in God. Don't be ashamed of your faith in his word because it's the only thing that matters in a day like this. Lo único que tiene significado en un día como esto es la palabra de Dios. Así que no se avergüence de la palabra de Dios y no se avergüence de estar en la presencia de Dios. I hope you're not ashamed of your worship. I hope you're not ashamed of lifting your hands. I hope you're not ashamed of weeping in the presence of God. I hope you're not ashamed of going to the altar and bowing your knee because, friend, that is a part of the Christian life. Que usted no tenga temor ni tampoco uh, vergüenza de adorar a Dios, de levantar sus manos, de, uh, uh, de alabar a Dios, de llorar en la presencia del Señor porque esa parte de la vida del creyente es parte de estar en una relación con Dios Nuestra vida es conmovida por su presencia. Listen, if you can, if you can go and And celebrate a a football team, if you can wear their colors, if you can paint your face to celebrate the Dallas Cowboys, then surely you can worship the God of heaven and give him glory and give him praise because he's never lost a game. Come on, somebody. And he always brings it home. You and I are the children of the living God, and he is worthy of our highest praise. Nuestro Dios es digno de nuestra más alta alabanza. And then the Bible tells us that he knelt down to pray. Luego dice la escritura que él se para orar. He knelt down. He humbled himself. Se humilló delante de Dios. How will you succeed in every season of life? By walking humbly before God. ¿Cómo es que usted puede tener éxito en cualquier... Uh, aspecto de la vida es que usted se humille delante de Dios Daniel did these things he had a habit of serving God and because he had that habit when the hard time came the habit continued what am I telling you what does Paul say to Timothy he says train yourself in godliness Pablo le dice a Timoteo entrenate En la santidad. Train yourself to live right. Entrenate a vivir bien. Luke chapter 13, verse 24. Jesus said, strive to enter the narrow gate. In Lucas 13, 24, el Señor Jesús dice que tenemos que esforzarnos a entrar por la, por la puerta angosta. These are decisions you have to make. Estas son decisiones que usted tiene que hacer para entrenar su vida a vivir delante de Dios. To train your life to live for God. Daniel constantly served the Lord. This is la escritura que Daniel constantemente sirvió a Dios. Of course, he got he got busted. Right, he got caught for praying. Por supuesto, él fue encontrado en la oración. Lo acusaron, he was accused, and found guilty. Fue tomado preso. Él era el amigo del rey. He was the king's friend. So it desperately hurt the king to have to put Daniel in the lion's den. Desesperadamente, el rey... Uh, le dolió mucho tener que poner a Daniel en el foso de los leones porque eran amigos. This was his friend. But he couldn't change the law. And I'm mentioning this tonight because I want you to notice what the king said. King uh, Darius said to Daniel in Daniel 16, uh, 6 verse 16, Your God, whom you constantly serve, will have to deliver you. El rey le dice a Daniel... Tu rey, uh, perdón, tu Dios, quien tú sigues constantemente, te tendrá que rescatar. You hear that in the king was the despair of not being able to solve this problem for Daniel. Aquí vemos el desánimo del rey al no poder solucionar el problema de Daniel. And I want you to understand this with me tonight because we have a president who is desperately trying to solve this problem. Esta noche tenemos un presidente que ansiosamente quiere solucionar este problema. And, and I I believe, yo creo uh, that you know, President Trump is doing everything he can. Yo creo que el presidente está haciendo todo lo que él puede hacer para solucionar el problema de la salud to solve the health crisis in our nation. And I believe he's doing everything he can to solve our economic crisis. También está haciendo lo que él puede para solucionar nuestra crisis económica. But President Trump and Vice President Pence and Nancy Pelosi, our Speaker of the House, and uh, Mitch McConnell, our Majority Leader in the, House, in the United States Senate, they've all, they're all doing the best they can. But, but friends, there are some things that man can't do. Ellos están haciendo todo lo que ellos quieren hacer, pero amigo, hay cosas que el hombre no puede hacer. There are problems too big for man. Hay problemas muy grandes para los hombres. There are problems that the bank can solve. There are problems that the technician can solve. There are problems that your doctor can solve. There are problems that your lawyer can solve. There are problems that your pastor can solve. But there are some problems that only God can solve. Hay problemas que puede solucionar el banquero, el abogado, el pastor. Pero amigo, hay problemas que solo Dios puede solucionar. And right now, America and the nations, we have a problem that only God can solve. A- ahorita tenemos un problema que solo Dios puede solucionar. But I'm here to tell you, God is on the job and he will not fail. Dios es el que traerá la solución. Sometimes you just have to recognize this problem is a problem for God. A veces usted tiene que reconocer este problema es un problema para Dios. Este trabajo es para Dios. This job, this problem is a job that God alone can do. And God brings us to that place. So that our reliance will be upon him and not ourselves. Dios nos trae a ese lugar para que nuestra dependencia esté de él. And I'm not just talking about the coronavirus, but sometimes we face challenges in relationships. We, cha- we, we, we face challenges in raising children. We, ch- we face challenges in building a business. We face challenges in building a church. We face challenges in, uh, in keeping our finances in order or keeping our health in check. And there are days when you just lean back and you say, God, I can't do this. I don't have the strength. I don't have the power. I don't have the ideas. I don't have the understanding. I don't have the education. I don't have the money. But he says, call upon me and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things which you know not. Come on, somebody. Do you have a problem for God tonight? How many of you would say, Pastor, I have a problem for God tonight? I have a need that only God can meet. The king said, Daniel... Your God's going to have to do this. This is way above me. Daniel, tu Dios va a tener que hacer esto. Esto es muy grande para mí. Can I tell you tonight, God is able? Te digo esta noche, Dios puede. Say that to yourself. Say it out loud. God is able. Dígalo conmigo esta noche. Dígalo uh, con su voz. Dios puede. Say it again. God is able. Say it again. God is able. God is able to save you, friend. If you're in sin, if you're lost without hope, without God, God is able to save you today. He is able to heal you. Are you sick? Are you depressed? Are you suicidal? He is able to rescue you and to save you. Are you broken? Are you beyond repair? God is able to mend your life. Are you afraid tonight? God is able to deliver you out of all of your fears. Are you financially in need? God is able to rescue you. Why do I say that? Because Daniel said it. The king said it. He said, your God is able. He said it to Daniel. Daniel was thrown into a lion's den. A pit full of hungry lions. It's like when you come home with the groceries and your teenagers attack you. Except Daniel was dealing with ferocious lions. Lions before he landed on the ground in that pit, they would have destroyed him. But the Bible said that that night when he was thrown into the into the den of the lions, the angel of the Lord appeared there in that den. Esa noche mientras Daniel fue echado al foso de los leones, dice la escritura, que el ángel de Jehová bajó y cerró la boca de los leones. He closed the mouth of the lion. The angel of the Lord, we understand, is the Lord Jesus Christ. El angel de Jehová. Entendemos Él Señor Jesucristo. Can I just tell you, friend, that Jesus Christ came down and sat with Daniel in the middle of the lion's den. El ángel de Jehová, el Señor Jesús, vino y se sentó con Daniel en medio de ese foso. And God is with you tonight. Y Él está contigo esta noche. Jesus is with you tonight. Cristo está contigo esta noche. He's with you in quarantine. He's with you in the layoff. He's with you when you're searching for a job. When there are no jobs to be found. He is with you when you're trying to meet, make ends meet, and meet the needs of your family. He's with you and he says, I'm going to shut the mouth of the lions on your behalf. Come on somebody, there is the lion that's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. There is a lion who is trying to devour your faith. There is a lion that is trying to devour your confidence in God. There's a lion that's trying to devour what God has built in your life. But tonight I declare He has his mouth has been shut by the almighty hand of God and he'll not touch anything that God has put his hand upon. Come on somebody. You are in the best company that you could ever be in. Because God Almighty is with you. And if God be for you. Then who can be against you? Say it again. God is able. Dígalo de nuevo. Dios puede. What does the Bible say? Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. God is able. To do. Far more abundantly. Beyond all that we ask or think. According to the power of. That works within us. Tonight I want you to lift your hands to heaven. And I want you to start worshiping God like Daniel did. In the middle of the exile. In the middle of trouble. In the middle of crisis. In the middle of fear. And even in the midst of lions. Just lift your hands to heaven. Do what you cannot do without. Pray. Worship. Worship. Come on Kingsway, right where you are, in your living room, in your kitchen, in your car. Lift your hands to heaven. Bless the name of the Lord.